Welcome in everyone to a fantastic new Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are joined by a wonderful artist today. Joining us, we have the artistic director, Dante Paleo, who's with Lehman Dance Company. They're presenting our new show, Women's Stories, December 7th through the 9th at 8 p.m. at New York Live Arts. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting newyorkliveart.org. We're very excited to be bringing you another dance show, especially this show in particular. So to talk more about that, let us bring on our guest, Dante Paleo. Dante, welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Uh, hello, hello, hello. Thanks so much for having me. I am so excited to talk to you today about this show in particular, Women's Story, and about the company you're the artistic director of, Lehman Dance So let's go ahead and start off by having you tell us a little bit about what Women's Stories is about. You bet. So I'm really interested in exploring a lot about who Jose Limon was from a variety of different angles. Jose Limon started the Limon Dance Company in 1946. We're We're going into his 78th year. He died in 1972, so the company has been running for over 50 years without him. So to keep his work fresh and to keep us engaged and with different ways to look at it, this season we're looking at the women who influenced his work and who, who helped shape him and who were a part of his world and then who showed up in the works he made. So I had this idea to create an evening with just the women of the company. And then I started looking at the different works. And then I started looking at some of the works that are traditionally done by men and women. And I was like, well, what would that story be like if it were just the women dancing it, telling these stories? So I started pulling the rep that made the most sense to me that I think really, really was like, we're the shiniest. <laughs> to really like reveal this part of who Jose was and could tell a really beautiful story. So I have three Limon works and then I have a new commission. So we're starting off the evening with a piece called, or an excerpt from The Winged, a section called The Harpies. And The Winged is all about the, the birds and the power of flight. And there's one section called The Harpies are like these creatures who like come to your banquet and steal your food and these really beautiful women who are just like are tearing through the space. It's a really exciting, like little six minutes. And then we go into a work called Dances for Isadora. Isadora Duncan, Jose Limon, felt was his dance mother. And so it's five evocations, it's five solos that he created in honor of Isadora Duncan. Then for the next act, we go into a piece called Orfeo. And Orfeo is traditionally done between a male presenting dancer and a female presenting dancer. And I was like, this story can be told in different ways. And what would it be like if Orfeo were now a female presenting dancer? So now we have Orfeo and Eurydice as two women. And it really just changes the story in such an interesting, fascinating way. So I'm really excited for the world to see that one. And then the last piece is a new commission by Hilla Benari called I Must Be Circumstanced. And she took Jose Limon's The Morris Pavan, which is based on Shakespeare's Othello, and she took out all of the men from Jose Limon's version and then created a whole new version with just the women. So it's this really cool arc of all these different types of ways that women influenced Jose and different ways to see his story. And that's why we have women's stories. That sounds incredible. Wow. <laughs> 
Uh, a lot I, I didn't know about Jose Limon or about the company, and I just love the stories being told as well. That sounds wonderful. Thank you. So let me ask, what's the antithesis that inspired you to to do these works? What gave you the inspiration to to land on these ideas? I came into the job as director in March of 2020. And so you can imagine how much fun that was at that moment. And in that time, we had time to like really slow down and take stock and think about what we were doing because there wasn't like this need to jump on the hamster wheel and keep going, keep doing the thing we'd always been doing. So as a new director and having this opportunity to really just sit and think and watch the world and see how what we do can make an impact again, the way that Jose made an impact and he created his work. I really felt it was important to dive into who Jose was and why he made the works he made and curate seasons around that idea. Um, so in my first couple of seasons, I really dove into his cultural heritage, looking at where he was from and the works he pulled from that part of himself that he really was investigating. And then as that season really took off, I was like, well, what else, what else about Limon? can we dive into? And so I looked at Doris Humphrey, who was his mentor and the first artistic director of his company. And he made a work for her. And then he made dances for Isidore, for Isidore Duncan, and then Orfeo, which he made actually for his wife after she passed. So we'll be showing the two Isadora Duncan, we'll be showing the Isidore Duncan and the Orfeo work. And it just seemed to really highlight parts of him that I think are really fascinating to understand. Like these women in his life made such an impact. And we're really in this kind of scary moment in the world where women's rights are at stake. And I really think it's important to look at what, how women contribute and focus on the strength and the power of women and female artists and their contribution to the world. So this is my this is my work to bring some of that to the forefront so we can spend a couple of nights meditating on this, on these thoughts, on this idea. And maybe we can walk away with something, with something we didn't walk in with. I love all that. That is <laughs> a wonderful, wonderful thing. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. So, at this time of recording, we're a little more than two weeks away from the show opening. So I'd love to know as we're gearing up for opening and probably still in rehearsals or in tech, what's it been like developing these pieces? Really exciting because we started off the two, two of the works we did, we started about a year and a half ago. So I really loved for my artists to have some time to learn the work and kind of like marinate and play with them and really feel that they have agency over the work. So that way, when they bring it to the New York stages with people who may have seen them, they have a full command of it walking on that stage. So they've had time to play. We toured the world with two of these works already. So now we get to bring them back to New York and now New York gets to see them. And the new work with Hilla Benari, Hilla Benari is a visual artist. So she hasn't really, really worked in this idea of choreography in the traditional sense that we have worked in before. So the dancers, and Hilla had to find a new language and a new way of working. So they created, they kind of created their own, <laughs> their own process through it, which was really fascinating because I think we all kind of walked into that space being like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> you know, so Hilla would have them do some movements from the Moors Pavan and then she would 
you know, change the facing or have them repeat something or hold something a little bit longer, which would then impact how the other person responds. So it ended up being like this waterfall of effects that started like once you started taking one piece out and then this would change and then all of a sudden this would shift so it ended up creating this whole new dynamic between the two between the two women and so the and there's four women that are in it two of them are going to be on screen and two of them in real life so the four of them are rehearsing together and once we just started manipulating it it just started to take its own shape and we just sort of like went on the ride with it that's so cool that sounds very I'm just like imagining this in my head and that amazing multimedia interaction sounds really, really cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. It's nothing like we've ever done before. So I'm excited to see how it is going to <laughs> pan out. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be great. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. Now, correct me if I misspeak here, but with this show being about the women who were in Jose Limon's life, right? Is there a message or a thought that you're hoping the audiences will take away from this? Yeah, I'm hoping that for my audience members who are familiar with Limon's work and who have seen it over the years and have been part of our family for decades, will get to see the work in a whole new way. They'll get to be like, I never thought of it that way. I never saw the work done this way. I've never engaged with it in this way. I never saw this type of person tell this story. So I'm hopeful they walk away with that sense of, wow, no matter what we do with this work, no matter how we change it, no matter what we're doing inside of it to how we present it, it still speaks and it still continues to resonate because it does. Like these are timeless human stories and the human condition is ever evolving, but there are just some basic truths that continue to stay with us. And Jose Limon, for me, captured that in his art. And so we can continue to revisit those moments of jealousy or love or despair, hope. You know, he captures it. And so I'm hoping people walk away with an, an, a new understanding of how we of how it can be shown and seen and experienced and felt. And then for my new, for my new audience members who may or may not have heard of Limon, I hope they fall in love. Absolutely. Oh my, I mean, I, I would count myself in that group right now and I'm already <laughs> like living for this. This was not what I thought it was going to be. And I'm loving it. I love what we're discovering and how we're doing it. And Thank that you. is a great lead into my final question for this first part, which is who do you hope have access to women's stories? Oh my gosh, everyone. This is why we chose live arts in particular, because it's a little bit more experimental. It's not a house we normally have. It's not a house we performed in before. So I'm really interested in getting, I'm really interested in introducing what it is we do to a whole new brand of people who may not come see the joys, who, who may not come to another theater that we're performing at, but will come to live arts. And so then, you know, just opening up the doors for, you know, for new people. things up now for the second part of our interview and let our listeners have a chance to get to know you a little bit better pick you your bet. brain as it were okay let's <laughs> let's see if there's anything left <laughs> and i want to start by asking you you know what or who inspires you what 
playwrights, composers, or shows, or since we are talking about a dance piece, what choreographers or dancers as well have inspired you in the past or are just some of your favorites? Mm-hmm. So for, I love pop culture. You know, I love binge watching. So I'm always got something like I'm right now, I'm deep into lessons in chemistry on Apple TV. That one's like so good. You know, when it comes to music, I mean, I love stuff that's on the radio. You know, I'm like, I can totally jam out to a Taylor Swift. And, <laughs> you know, I've got, you know, but then of course, you know, we'll be listening to Bach. <laughs> it just uh, kind of just depends on the day. And then let's see, I just saw Merrily We Roll Along last week. And it was just amazing, really beautiful performance. I saw Akram Khan's Jungle Book Reimagined at Jazz at Lincoln Center. Um, Akram Khan's a favorite choreographer of mine. Those are some of yeah, those are some of my hot, hot people right now. I love that. I I I can't wait to hear like, you know, the New York Philharmonic presents Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, of course. I'm waiting for to. that. That's coming soon. Just oh, wait. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm interested to know, you know, you kind of gave us some suggestions around town to see. Are there any other shows or theater pieces you might recommend to our listeners that you've seen lately? Well, I just read that Shocked is going to be closing soon, and Shocked was hilarious. So make sure you see Shocked before it closes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so good. Absolutely. It's so good. Yeah. Sleep No More is also closing. So make sure you go see that if everyone has not seen that yet. Yes. After yeah. That one is closing as well. After I think I saw 2,000 or 5,000 performances, one of the two. Yeah, some, something I'm it's happy that so many 10 people years, got to. I feel like. Yeah, I think so. But so now's the moment if you have it yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite part about, you know, being a artistic director, a dancer and a choreographer? I love that I get to curate an evening of art. I love that I get to look at the work of Limon. I get, I love that I get to look at the work that's happening in the rest of the world and go, I think that is going to look really good with that. And I think those two people that right there can tell a really great story together with Jose's work. Or, you know, I think this musical arc of a program will be really beautiful to pair with these other musical works. And so to put that together and just kind of like and live in this world of, creating and bringing art together i mean that's a real dream you know and then you get to meet the people who you who you impact with those choices and you get to see people who are like wow tonight's story really did this for me or i never thought of this or i'm really inspired to do this or you have a school i would love to send my my dancers to your institute you know like whatever it is however we can inspire like for me I was not in a great place before I started dancing and I came to dance late and I was like probably 19 when I really started. And when I started, like, I woke up, like I came out of whatever cloud I was under. And if, and then when I discovered Limon, it was like another awakening, like something else shifted inside of me. And I was like, <gasps> it felt like home to me. And I had never had that feeling in that way. So if what it is that, I do, I can continue to bring that to people. Like, I feel like I kind of deserve, I, like the world owes, like I, I'm, I owe it to the world <laughs> because of what this world and this field has done for me. 
What a wonderful answer. I love that. <laughs> I feel like if anyone Thanks. is even thinking, like hesitating to go into the arts, that's an answer that would. <laughs> so that's wonderful. Thanks. I now want to ask you my favorite question to ask guests, and I'm really excited to hear yours, which is what is your favorite theater memory? And of course, that that definitely can lead into dance as well. What's your favorite dance memory? Is you know. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We were we were performing in Ravello, Italy, and it was the women of the Graham Company and the men of Limon sharing a bill. And we go out on stage, and the stage is built into the side of the castle, and the castle is like completely dilapidated, right? So the audience member sits on the mountainside inside of where the castle was and then the stage juts out over the mountain and so when you're sitting all you see is the stage and then the mediterranean behind you and then the coast beyond that so it's stunning so now we're doing a piece called the traitor and the second act or the second section of the traitor the it's about the story of jesus and judas and the dancers are bringing out like this tablecloth because we're representing the last supper and as we're carrying this out, it's super magical because you can't tell how we're holding the cloth. There's like all these like small little hooks and, you know, handholds. So it just looks like it's floating. And we're all, you know, it's like a still moment and we're all like doing our choreography, but like really slowly and still. And all of a sudden like a breeze comes through and like it just moves the tablecloth. I'll just never forget that moment. I'm just like on the Amalfi Coast, just in Italy with the breezes blowing through this tablecloth on the stage with Martha Graham's dance company over there. And we're here. It was like, like, it doesn't, it doesn't get better than this. It was probably the most impactful, powerful moment on stage. That is incredible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, was, it gives me like little goosebumps. I mean, that just sounds so perfect. I could just yeah. see that in my head. Wow. <laughs> what yeah, an amazing awesome. memory to have. That's incredible. Uh, well, Thank thanks. you so much for sharing that. You bet. Are there any other projects or productions that you or your company have coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you? Oh my goodness, it never stops. <laughs> so we have this December 7th through 9th. And then for my dancers out there, we have a winter intensive from December 11th to the 15th. For all my dancers who are looking for jobs, we're auditioning from the 13th to the 15th. And then performance-wise, starting in January, we're getting ready. We'll be celebrating a piece called Misa Brevis, celebrating its 65th anniversary. And we're performing that at the Granada Theater in Santa Barbara. And then after that, we'll be at New Jersey Performing Arts Center in February, February 17th. Then in March, we'll be at 92nd Street Y. We'll be with the Graham Company again and Ailey for 92nd Street Y's 150th anniversary. And then... I'm going to make everyone go to the website to see what else we've got going to drive people to the website and our social media page. Well, that is like the perfect segue to my final question, which is if our <laughs> listeners want more information about women's stories or about the Limon Dance Company or about you, maybe they'd like to reach mm-hmm. out to you. How yeah. can they do so? Yes, limon.nyc. So that's L-I-M-O-N.nyc. And Limon Dance, L-I-M-O-N-D-A-N-C-E on Instagram and social media. I mean, and Facebook and all the other social media outlets you can find us. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, Dante, thank you so much for taking uh, your time today to speak with me about your amazing company and about this incredible upcoming show. 
I'm really, really excited. I'm jazzed about it, and I can't wait to check it out. So thank you so much for your time today. You bet. Thank you. You are equally as amazing. So much fun to talk to you. Thank you so much. That's so nice. <laughs> you bet. My guest today has been the artistic director, Dante Paleo, who's with Limon Dance Company. They're presenting a new show, Women's Stories, and it's playing December 7th through the 9th at 8 p.m. at New York Live Arts. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting newyorkliveart.org. And you can also stay up to date on all the amazing things that are happening with Limon Dance Company, whether it be intensives, auditions, performances, by heading over to limon.nyc or check them out on social media at Limon Dance. And of course, we're going to have all of this information posted on our social media post as well as on our episode description. But the important thing you want to be taking away right now from this is that December 7th through 9th at 8 p.m., head on over to New York Life Arts to check out Women's Stories. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. And a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our brand new website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.